Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Let's go to the Word of God together just quickly. I want to share something that I believe will speak to your life. I don't preach Christmas card messages, don't really know how, but I do know how to speak about Jesus, I trust And I'm also asking the Holy Spirit that even on this day where so many people's minds are full of Christmas celebrations and stuff, that we can hear Jesus and what He wants to be for our life. Here it comes. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 8 says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. I walk through the bush quite a lot, the forest, the woods, whatever part of the world you come from, whatever you may call it. And I was walking through there the other day and thinking about this passage and wondered what I would do if all of a sudden an angel of the Lord appeared in front of me in the bush. You know, and the glory of the Lord shone round about. I understand these guys going, hello, this is weird. Uh, You know, I've seen a few other things in there that made my heart race, but uh, these guys are afraid. And then listen to what heaven has to say to the people who are now afraid of God, because that's what they are. The angel said to them, do not be afraid because I'm bringing you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Aren't you glad that God doesn't go, it's for this group, not for that group. It's for this select few, but you're never going to make it. You could never be in this crowd, but rather he says it'll be for all people. For there was born to you this day in the city of David, a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. Right through December, we've been speaking about so great a salvation that our Saviour is our focus, that it's not about me or my doubts. It's not about my weakness, my frailty, my brokenness. It's not about my inabilities. It's not about what I can't uh, seem to get past. But I put my hand and my trust in the Saviour. I'll never forget years ago being with a man who I guess had heard the gospel, but he'd heard it always as though it was something he had to achieve. I spoke to some people only last night who were trying to get to the point, if you like, of feeling like they believed. And I spoke to them and I said, don't make an emotion of believing your goal. Simply put your trust in Jesus as the Saviour. I remember saying to this man who had never been able to come to the point of giving his life to Christ, getting born again, surrendering to Jesus, believing in Jesus. All these are terms that churches and preachers use, but he couldn't kind of get himself to that space And I remember saying to him as I knelt beside the chair that he was sitting in, and I said to him, would you simply tell Jesus you'll trust him with your life? And he looked at me and he was a very uh, uh, academically and scientifically minded man. And he said to me this, he said, I can do that. And so this guy trusted Jesus with his life in that moment. He said to Jesus, I'm going to say yes to you. And this man trusted Christ. And according to his family, they said he was profoundly different from that moment on. Because he said yes to Christ. 
because you trusted Jesus. I want to say to you today, your brokenness, your weakness, your inabilities, your doubts are not enough to stop Him being the Saviour. Heaven declared Him to be the Saviour of the entire world when the world of that time was in such a mess and such distress. Rome had conquered most of the known world but was already coming into a place of incredible corruption. Uh, the society was beginning to break down morally, spiritually, every way you can think of. And so it was in a time of the most unbelievable uh, oppression and social dysfunction. It was in that time that this uh, angel declares a Saviour has come to the world. I know that many people right now, there's wars, there's rumours of wars, there's all kinds of things happening around our planet right now. But I want you to hear what heaven says at the worst time on earth as it was then, that there's a Saviour. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 is a great verse. You should try and remember this one. It says, therefore, He capital H for Jesus. He is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Him. Listen to me this morning, no matter who you are, you might say, Jeff, but I couldn't believe. Jeff, I couldn't trust. Jeff, I couldn't go forward. Jeff, you don't understand the problems that are in my life. You don't understand the level of my brokenness and dysfunction. I would point you to Hebrews 7 verse 25 and I would say to you, therefore, He is able to save. Oh, you may not be able to save. You may not be able to rescue yourself. You may not be able to lift yourself up by the bootstraps. You may not be able to exercise enough willpower or strength to get you over the line. But thank God it's not about you. It's about the Saviour of the world. He is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God. He can save. Let me give you this morning quickly three things about the Saviour that I think are so important for every single one of us. Number one is that the Saviour can save me from anything. He can save me from anything. You know, I meet people all the time in their worst parts of life when the family won't talk to each other, when addictions have wrecked a home. And I see all those kinds of things, but there is no brokenness too deep or long-standing. There's no sin too great. There isn't anybody that God can't reach. Paul said about himself, the Apostle Paul that is, he described himself as the chief of sinners. And yet the chief of sinners, the number one, the gold medal winning sinner of his day, got reached by Jesus. So tell me who in your family he can't reach. Tell me who in your workplace he can't reach. Tell me who in your neighbourhood he can't reach. He can reach anyone. There's no brokenness. He can save to the uttermost. Last week I mentioned in our thing on partnership, I talked about William Wilberforce and Isaac Milner. Isaac Milner was a rough Yorkshireman, but he was a genius of the mind, designated by the uh, scholars of his day as the incomparabilis. Such was his intellect. When he passed his exams, the examiners left a gap between him and everybody else who sat the exam because they said he stood so far above the others they didn't want him just simply followed immediately by another. And this rough Yorkshireman, a giant of a man, leads William Wilberforce to Christ. 
William Wilberforce for 20 years became the man who led the charge against slavery in the British Army and by the European countries of the day. 20 years, but they succeeded. They got to that point. But along the way, I didn't mention to you, along the way, he became friends with someone that every one of you here will know something about. I say that because when I watch the carols last night and the carols the night before, they sing this song that we all know. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Now you wish we had the choir back. That saved a wretch like See, we all know that song and they sang it at the carol services. What most people don't know is that the man who wrote that, John Newton, was kidnapped really as a child. He was probably only about 12 and he was kidnapped and put out to sea as a part of the merchant navy of his day. They put him to work at first on slave ships in the slave trade for several years. But a part of the story I didn't know was that in 1745, John Newton himself was captured and became a slave. I had not realised that this man who spent most of his life perpetuating the slave trade, he became a slave of Princess Paye, a woman of the Sherbra people in what is now Sierra Leone. And you would think that after being captured and made a slave for several years, that you would immediately seek to abolish the slave trade. You would try to make sure no one else ever had to endure what you endured. But John Newton didn't do that. He actually got rescued, returned to sea in the trade, becoming captain of several slave ships. In other words, this man who'd endured that pain saw no problem whatsoever, such was the darkness of his heart. He saw no problem whatsoever in going out and doing the same to others. John Newton, though after he retired from active seafaring, he continued to invest in the slave trade. He was a stockholder. But then he gets saved. Then he's converted to Christ. You say, Jeff, what's that got to do with William Wilberforce? Well, by the time William Wilberforce comes to prominence, Newton is now an evangelical ordained as a Church of England cleric and he served as a parish priest at Olney in Buckinghamshire for two decades. He wrote several hymns, but the one you all know is the one we just sang along. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I wish with all of my heart that every person in this great country and every person on planet Earth would hear afresh at Christmas time, there is a Saviour who can save me from anything. I can have been the worst of the worst, the brokenest of the broken. I can be the person whose heart is darker than any other and He is able to save. He's able to save me from the public things. He's able to save me from the private things. He can save my life. And John Newton famously wrote a letter to William Wilberforce and said to him, if God has called you, no one will be able to stop you. And that letter, I've read the letter. 
that letter became such an inspiration at a time when William Wilberforce was beginning to wonder whether he'd ever see the victory. And this letter from this former slave owner, listen to me, you never know what your conversion might mean to someone else. You'll never know what your life's work, what you, you might say, Jeff, I'm a nobody. I don't do much, but I'm telling you, your faith in Christ can have a ripple effect and slavery gets outlawed because of William Wilberforce for sure, but also because there was a former slave owner who found out what it was like to be redeemed. Here's the second thing, because the Saviour can save me from anything, but the Saviour can save me through anything. I don't know if you've ever had massive trials in your life. Probably you have. And I know this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to say it anyway. Most people that go through deep trials with Jesus, when the trial ends, realise that there was a sweetness about Jesus in their trial that made the trial have value. I know that sounds weird. You go, Jeff, are you saying that you're a masochist? You wish you had problems? No, of course I don't. I want everything to be easy, like all of us. But I've discovered that if the Saviour walks with me through my trials, that's special. I love Psalm 23, you know it, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Why? Because you can save me through anything. Here's the last one. If He can save me from anything and save me through anything, I think best of all, He can save me to anything. He can save me to anything. Matthew 16, verse 17. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. This is Simon Peter. Flesh and blood is not revealed to you, but my Father in heaven. This is a reed that I chopped down during the week from the bush, the forest, the woods. It's not the jungle. Down by the creek where I walked the dog. Here is a reed. And can I say to you that Simon Peter had lived down to his name his entire life. He was wishy-washy. One minute he wants to follow Jesus, the next minute he wants out. One minute he wants to uh, champion Jesus, the next minute he wants to kill all the opposition. He's the guy who takes the sword and cuts off the ear of Malchus, the high priest's servant ear, cuts that off. And this guy lived down to his name all of his life. He was a bit of a guy who lived out of his emotions. He was a reed and it looks strong, but trust me, I've, I've done this. If you lean on that, it so easily breaks. It's got no inner strength, just outer strength. And that's why the rest of this verse goes on is so amazing. Jesus says, you are a reed. Verse 18, and I say to you that you are Peter, which means this, which by the way, I also got out of the bush. And uh, thank you, Michael, for helping me. Think about this a minute. Who doesn't need somebody who can look past what we look like and see something that we are not yet? Who doesn't need a Saviour who isn't just taking an opinion poll, listening to what your friends say about you? Someone who isn't going back over your past and all of your deeds and making a judgment about who you are, but someone who sees past all of that. Simon, you are a reed. But you know what I see? I see a rock. 
I see a strength that doesn't just look good on the outside, but it goes all the way through in every single part. I believe that every one of us needs a saviour who can see what our family doesn't see, what our workmates don't see, whatever even we can't see. We need a saviour who actually says your past doesn't have to predict your future. We need a saviour from our past. And we need a saviour through our present. We need a saviour who can take us on to what he sees that no one else can see. I believe with all my heart that if you give your life to Jesus, whatever you used to be is changed and you begin to become what He saw about you the entire time. More than a conqueror, you look at that and go, that could never be. And He goes, no, that could be because I'm the Saviour. Amen. How about we pray together just right where you are. Bow your head with me a moment. Father, we thank You for Your goodness. We thank You for Your grace. We thank You, Holy Spirit, that you see things about us that nobody else can see. I pray for men and women here, Lord, that have written off their future or written off their, their possibilities, Lord, because of a mistake in the past, because of something that they tripped on. And Lord, you want them to see that you see something different about them. You see a child of God. You see a lover of God. You see a person of strength and of faith. Father, I pray for every single person today in Jesus' Name. Just while heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you've come here this morning and you say, Jeff, I don't know the Saviour. You might know a bit about Jesus the baby and maybe know, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke or John or maybe you don't even know that. But you say, Jeff, I, I don't really know Jesus and I want to be like that man you mentioned. I want to tell Jesus I'll trust Him. I'll trust Him with my future. If that's you this morning, I won't embarrass you, but I do want to help you. I'd love to pray with you right where you are online. I'll talk to you in just a minute as well. But just while people are praying right now, if that's you and you say, Jeff, I would like to give Jesus my yes. I want to trust Him with my future. I want Him to come into my life. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up wherever you are so I can see it? And then I'd love to pray with you this morning and ask God just to touch you in a beautiful and a special way. Just wherever you are, if you would raise that hand so I can see it. No one's going to harangue you or anything else. Thank you back there. God bless you. Who else? Just wherever you are, say it's me. I want, to, I want to give my trust to Jesus. This is something personal from you. No one else can do it for you. Only you can do it. But you can definitely say it to Him this morning if you'd like to. Just to look across, is there anybody else before we pray? There's a lot of people, so I, if I'm missing your hand, I apologise. If you're online or in the building, You'd like to give Jesus your yes. Look this way a minute. I'll pray in just a moment. Why don't you just simply send us yes, Y-E-S. The number's up there on the screen for you, 0488-826-392. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like to get our encouragement via email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. What'll happen after that, Jeff? Well, it's pretty easy, really. We will send you every day for 30 days, a Bible verse, one that we've picked that we think will help encourage you. We'll send you a prayer that's yours to pray. You'll get it all. Both of those things just fit on one screen of a smartphone. It's not long, won't be arduous reading. We're not sending you a lecture. We're sending you an encouragement. You get that every day for 30 days. There's more after that if you want. Here's what we won't do. We won't harangue you. We won't pester you. 
we'll never ask you for money or any other thing. It's our blessing to you in Jesus' Name. Let's pray. Father, thank You for those people that today are saying yes to You, either online or in the building. I thank You, Holy Spirit, that You know them. This is no accident. We don't know them. We might know what their life's about, but You do. And right now today, You're saying, I want to be their Saviour. Thank You for saving them today. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for that this morning. Well, it's Christmas time. Hey, Reese, how are you, man? Reese was in the uh, in the kids production, Metro Kids production, and Leanne said to me, "This guy's so good. I'm getting him on the team." Well, here he is. We got the baby grand in just for you. How about that? Huh? Is it fun to play? Would you like one of these at home? Talk to Dad. Hey, it's great being with you this morning. Refreshments are going to be out there for you. But before we go, Amai Equilugo, what are we going to sing? Angels we have heard on high. Angels we have heard on high. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Come on, let's stand up and sing this song before we go this morning. Here it is.
Ah, beautiful. Thank you. Hey, Pastor Bruce, you're online for ministry time. Pastor Ray and Kate out there in the prayer space. If you like prayer before you go, don't forget the refreshments out there. Have a great Christmas. God bless.